everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Hi, Nikki. How are you? I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm doing very well. We're recording this on a fine uh, Labor Day holiday. Yes, Labor yes. Day, and we're laboring for sh- good reason. Laboring. Well, and and it's it, we're we've we've got our our schedule has been torn asunder. It is askew. Yes. It is askew. Yes. Uh, but we're giving ourselves just a little bit more time to produce the show each week, so we we're not rushing it quite so much. We're getting the show out the door uh, to our uh, fantastic supporters uh, uh, who subscribe to the show. They get it early, uh, and it still comes out on. Tuesdays, but it gives us a little bit more time to prep the show each week, and and that's always a good thing. So we appreciate you. Uh, for those who tune into the live stream, we appreciate your flexibility moving to Mondays, and we're going to try and not take too many of Monday holidays off. Uh, so right. we'll, we'll still be around, unless we're actively traveling, and we may even... I, I may do the show from a mountaintop. I don't know. Oh, that'd be know. cool. That'd I don't be know. Fine. Depends on... Because I'm prone to be on mountaintops. Yeah. It's not true. Not With even your arms out wide. I yeah. am king of the world. <laughs> king of the world. Mountaintops, <laughs> the front of a ship, whatever. Uh, yeah, awesome. I'm easy. Yeah. We are talking about limiting beliefs and the internal conversations that we have with ourselves that cement them uh, today on the show. Before we dig in, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list on the homepage and get an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at Take Control ADHD. You can also join our public Discord channel. Uh, and uh, as we record this, this is not true. But by the time you hear it, it will be true. Uh, we'll have a link over on the website, too, where you can jump into the public Discord channel if you'd like to join the conversation there. Uh, if you want to get deeper and you want to have access to the uh, a little bit heavier conversations, the conversations that are in our, our uh, supporters Discord groups, you can support us at patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. We certainly appreciate your listener support there. For uh, just a couple of bucks a month, you can ensure that this show continues uh, to grow and change. You can get access to all sorts of great uh, Discord resources. And in there, even depending on how you, how you choose to subscribe to us and support us, you can get access to the, the uh, workshop library that Nikki is dutifully building uh, and I am dutifully posting uh, of uh, this back catalog of fantastic workshops and uh, uh, all of the free downloads we've ever made available. They're all in one place for you, for supporters uh, over there. And all the new stuff hits you first. That's our idea. We're going to keep doing more new things as we come up with it. Uh, so thank you so much for heading over there. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast. Uh, okay. Nikki Kinzer. Yes, Pete, right? Where'd this come from? Well, this was inspired um, actually by some conversations that I've had with some clients in the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's something that's come up more than once. And of course, when that happens, I listen and I think, okay, well, if my clients are having issues with this, probably our listeners are as well. And it is those internal conversations that we have um, with ourselves and about how we think and um, what we think we can do and can't do. And I'll go into that in a little bit. Um, but it really is, you know, here you feel challenged by something, right? So something's not working. And what we tend to do is immediately go and look for ways to fix it, right? So right. Um, we tend to get on the internet 
We want to gather as much information as we can about ADHD or about this particular challenge that you're having with ADHD. You Google, you research, you buy books. Some of you are going to reach out to a coach um, and you're going to gather this information, but it's really difficult to kind of know what to do with it. And a lot of times it just starts out with how to's, right? It just starts right. out with how to fix this, but you can't, you, you, you can't fix something when you're not really broken. Well, so right. <laughs> you know, we have to kind of start there too, because yeah. as soon as you think that you need to be fixed, then we already have a huge limiting belief that we've got to like start hammering down and, and, you know, understand that you don't need to be fixed. I want to talk about uh, our metacognitive skills, right? The, how we think about thinking. This is a, an executive functioning uh, a topic. We've talked about this before. What is it that we uh, what is it that we do that allows us to be aware of our current state? And I think this is a challenge for folks with ADHD, right? Is that sometimes whether we're broken or not, we don't have the ability to stop and consider it and be aware that something is wrong or we may think that something is wrong when in fact it's not wrong and we're just exactly. overcomplicating the process. So what do you think yes. about that? Am I am I jumping too far ahead? No, no, no. I think actually very, the last comment you made I think is very um, important to highlight is that I think that people often will think that they're doing something wrong or that this is the wrong way to do something when really it probably isn't. They're right. figuring out what way works for them. But because it doesn't necessarily go with the norm or what they think it should look like, they immediately jump to the conclusion that it's wrong. Yeah. Um, and then I think that the last point you said is overcomplicating things definitely happens. Um, yeah. And I have a lot of clients who will tell you that they're the first to admit that I overcomplicate this. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, too, about how okay. I'm going to actually give a very um, pretty, I hope, clear example of how we tend to overcomplicate and how we can make things simple okay. um, in this in this context. But anyway, I, I think that, um, yeah, so one of those things going back to just looking at what really is the what are we trying to to face here? What are we trying to, to do? How are we trying to improve um, whatever is not working? And, and when you're working with a coach, you're going to notice something different than when you're just getting information out of a book. And mm -hmm. I think that the biggest thing that you're going to notice is that coaches listen for how you speak to yourself or how you speak about your past. So when you're reading a book or you're doing research on Google, they don't know who you are, right? So they right. they can't listen to how you speak to yourself. But as a coach, I can. And I am listening to how you talk about your past. And I'm listening for those limiting beliefs. And so often people don't realize what they're saying. Yeah. Or they don't see how negative it can be. Well, because we've had years, when you talk about our past, we've had years of practice integrating these belief systems into our daily lives, such right. that we may even forget that there's an emotional context associated with what it is that we're we're saying. Oh, absolutely. And exactly. And that's why you don't even notice it until somebody actually points it out to you and, and says, hey, well, wait a minute, that might be a, a limiting belief. Now... Some of our listeners may not know what a limiting belief is, so I definitely okay. want to talk about that. Um, it is that internal conversation that you're having with yourself. It's what you, it's what you're thinking. Um, it's usually negative 
conversations and that's why they're called limiting, right? If they were positive, they wouldn't be limiting you in some way. They would be a good belief. (laughs) They'd be like, you know, strong. Um, But what happens is you convince yourself that something is too hard. Um, you, you talk about how it won't ever work. It's never worked before. Um, that's the worst one, right? Is when you, when you allow a false belief of past experience to define your future efforts. And it happens almost every single conversation that I have almost every time, honestly, is that somebody will come to me and they'll say, this is what I'm, this is what I'm challenged with. This is what I want to work on. And then they go completely into why they can't do it Mm -hmm. or why they haven't been able to do it in the past. It's always added on. They don't just leave it. Right. Because you're always going back to those past um, those past stories. And we have to look at those all or nothing type of words. When you say it's too hard, you won't do it. You never do it. You can't do it. Well, one of the things with ADHD is that all or nothing thinking, and that comes very easily, right, to people. And so the more you are aware that you're using these words, the better it is for you, because that is awareness that's going to come with change. It's not going to immediately like change anything right off the bat. But if you can just start being more aware of how you're talking to yourself and how you think about something, um, it will make a huge difference. And, you know, this is the thing. If we don't have a conversation about these beliefs, if we don't put them out there and talk about them before we start trying new strategies or systems, then all we're doing is putting a Band-Aid on a wound that is going to open up again. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I guess I want to hear more about that because for, for you know, I, I I know I have this experience in the past where I come up with a new system or strategy or tool or, you know, product or whatever it is that feels like it's going to answer all of my questions. And, uh, you know, am I still using those things, tools, strategies, products today? So are you immediately thinking that they didn't they didn't work? Yeah. I mean, that's usually the assumption. Well, that was that was failure. That was broken. Uh, You know, obviously, it's the it's the product tool or strategy that was broken. And and clearly not me, because why would I be at fault? (laughs) Why would I bear any responsibility when this new app that I tried didn't take? Right. Right. It's, not, it's not my fault. I should file a bug. <laughs> well, and I've also seen it the other way around where everybody or they, they will actually blame themselves. They'll think that they're the ones that the app yeah. is fine, but they didn't because they didn't work on it consistently or keep it in front of them. It's their that, fault. So it could really go funny. either way. Is that a sign of my inner narcissist that no, I don't really know about? I don't, and that I it's don't not my fault, so. clearly. I'm I don't think so. special one. Well, and I'm not going to say that just because you didn't look into your limiting beliefs that that's the reason these apps worked or didn't work. What I, what my point is, is that it's going to be difficult to, to start an app or to try to make an app work for you when you're already going into it with what you just said. I yeah. have already tried all of these yep. things and I've only kept a few. Well, you're that's a prime example of how your limiting beliefs could be stopping you. Oh, totally. Good from, catch. Yes. Yeah. From from moving forward to the apps that do work for you because yep. I'm also hearing from you that well, 
are all the app, did all the app, were all the apps fo- supposed to work? Because remember how you were talking about we were just saying yeah. we feel like everything should work in this certain way. And yeah, yeah, I caught you. You did. You totally you nailed me. <laughs> oh, God, I yeah. hang my head in shame. Wait, I can't shame myself either. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Um, and really, you know, just to kind of keep going with the Band-Aid thing. Yeah. Um, what happens is if we try something new without really thinking about how we are talking to ourselves, we will get that immediate relief, right? But then the bleeding starts again because the Band-Aid doesn't hold it and it starts to bleed again. So my point here is what we say to ourselves, it really matters. It really makes a difference for us to actually sit and think about this and reflect on it before you start trying new things in your life. Yes. This is funny. It goes right all the way back to our, our uh, you know, auspicious beginnings in organizing, right? Yeah. I mean, you never visit storables. Until after you've done the sorting and purging. Until you've done the sorting and purging. That's exactly right. That's right. You've got to purge your inner, like your inner conversation that doesn't work for you, doesn't serve you. You've got to purge it. <laughs> you got to get it out. That's it. That's oh, it. it all comes back yeah. around. You got to get to the root of it, right? Yeah. And uh, and it really, I think, becomes or one of the ways to do that is to get really clear on what it is that you want. So um, this is my example for you about how we kind of overcomplicate things. Um, so I was working with a mentor coach recently, and I was dealing with an issue that I was talking to her about. And she asked me three really powerful questions um, about what I was struggling with. The first one was, what do you want? So I went into this huge dialogue. <laughs> I probably talked for at least three or four minutes about what I wanted. <laughs> And then, and she listened. I mean, God bless her. She was patient and she listened. And then, and then she says, well, why do you want it? Okay. Whole nother three to four minutes of this long dialogue about why I wanted this. And almost to the point where I really felt like I had to justify why I wanted this. So that was probably even longer. And yeah. then, you know, how do you want to feel? Okay. So that was Ooh. the third question. Okay. So what do you want? Why do you want it? And how do you want to feel? Now, I didn't go into a huge long dialogue on that one, right? Because I kind of knew how I wanted to feel about the situation. Sure. But what she did is she listened to me and then she was able to go back and sum up my answers into like three or four words. So uh. what I over completely overcomplicated and made this big, huge dialogue around, she came back and said, so you want this, this is why you want it, and this is how you want to feel. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, so, so what did do, she say? I'm on well, Tinder hooks here. I'm going to give you an example of something different, not what okay. I was talking about. All right. Um, but it's the same kind of thought process. I mean, it's okay. the same idea. So to give you an example, say that somebody comes to me and says, I, what do you want? I ask them, what do they want? And what they want to do is manage their time better. So they're going to go into this dialogue probably about their current situation, all the things that they're not doing, um, all of the consequences, all of this stuff, right? Why do you want it? Again, they're going to say, you know, all of these different reasons of what they why, you know, again, going into that huge dialogue yeah. and how do they want to feel? So you can imagine what you could, how you could answer these potential questions or how you could potentially answer these questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really just comes down to, I want to manage my time better. I want to not be late all the time. 
and I want to feel in control. That that last one, especially because I feel like that's the hardest one to put our, our arms around is how do I want to feel? Well, I don't know. I felt broken for so long. How could I possibly put words to that? But you know what? I do. I want to feel in control because those words, those two words, they cascade, right? They define how I feel about my relationship with other people, with my time, with my schedule, with, with my family, everything. Yeah. And it makes you actually sit down and think about what you're saying to yourself. Because right. when you're answering these questions, you're coming up with these past stories. You just are. It automatically yeah. comes to, to you. So when we think about, you know, why we want something and then we go straight into why we can't have it, that's what I want people to think about. That's where I want people to stop and say, okay, wait a minute. What is a different way that I can look at this? Yeah. And be more aware of that limiting belief and acknowledge that it's there because I don't think that we can deny it. Right. Because they come up all the time. They're always going to continue to come up. But if you notice it before you shut down the idea, the new idea, yeah. and then open yourself up to possibilities, then what if this could be a, a different situation? What if this could be a different outcome? And, you know, I think that when it comes to that old story, the great news as humans and as like, because we can grow, yeah, <laughs> we have this, you know, we have this opportunity to design and create a new story. And that can happen today. And you don't have to wait. It can happen right now. And um, I think what I, what I really want my message to be today is that it's okay if you have to keep starting over day after day. That it, it, there isn't this like perfect, well, if I just rethink how I think about this, then it's all of a sudden going to be better. Yeah. I think it's that acceptance that it's okay that you need to start over today. Mm. And that, you know, it, it's, it's okay. So you're basically switching judgment of either saying that the app is bad or you're bad to more of curiosity. So it didn't work in the past. But what did I learn? Mm -hmm. What can I do differently now? Um, well, and, and then how do I want to feel? Like, what is it that has not changed as a result of my experience with those other, you know, apps that I, that is still important to me that has not been resolved, that I'm trying right. to figure out an answer to this, that it's still relevant? Yes, yes. But I want to go back to a couple of things that we hit before and, and tie this back in. So last uh, week, I wrapped up my summer coaching groups. And I asked people to share with the group some of their takeaways. And uh, there were a few responses that really hit me because I think that this is, this is, again, what the message is about limiting beliefs. One person said, they don't feel alone. I've learned how to accept my diagnosis and not feel so bad about myself. So what he's saying is he's understanding that this is the ADHD He's not lazy. He's not a bad person. Mm -hmm. He's less frustrated because he's understanding his ADHD more. There's a reason that some of this stuff is happening in how he thinks. Um, another person saying, you know, they're learning how to use these new strategies and it's okay to try again. You have tomorrow. So right. what that person was saying is that, again, it's okay if I have to keep doing it. You know, I have to try again tomorrow. I, that's okay. You're giving yourself that grace. Another person saying that they've gained self-confidence because they understand that they can also bring good ideas to the table because so many ADDers think that they 
uh, they all need the help, but they don't realize how they can help others. That's right. That they have no contribution. Right. And and finding out that, hey, wait a minute, I actually do have some good tools in my box and mm-hmm. can connect with others. And then this is the big one. Somebody being able to reframe their measurement of success and not doing it by consistency. So again, when we have these apps that we have tried and we're not doing them on a consistent basis, or maybe only two or three of them are on a consistent basis, but that's okay. It's, you haven't, nothing has failed. Um, what we want to look at again with that measurement of success is how did you feel when you did it? Do you want to continue doing it tomorrow? You know, and not even really thinking too much about you not doing it today. Uh, you got distracted. Life happened. Okay, big deal. So now we're going to do this tomorrow. We're going to start the routine tomorrow or whatever. So I think that that was a big deal to actually see that the consistency piece didn't have to be part of the success. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is, you know, I think what boils, what, what, what I wanted to do and talk about today is that message of hope for people that, you know, yes, the journey is not easy, uh, but they deserve happiness. They deserve joy. And uh, when you are feeling stuck and frustrated and alone, connect with other people, do whatever you need to do, look for inspiration because it is out there and uh, just continue to listen to yourself, continue to think about what am I saying to myself? Is this serving me? Would you say this to your best friend, your sibling, to your child? Yeah. And if you're not saying those same things to yourself, then that's when you really have to sit down and, and rewrite your story. And say, okay, that, I got to do some work here. That is a that that's a huge thing because the whole time as you're talking, I'm trying to to think about what is it that you know back to that metacognitive piece, like what is it that's going to help help people build a muscle to understand when you're triggering this when when you can't hear it right yeah. when you've just absorbed it, and I think that's a there there are two in here. That first one's a big one. Like if you if you find yourself saying this about a friend or a family member or a child. Uh, then it, it's sometimes easier to have that moment of context awareness. It says, "Oh, mm-hmm. that's that's not so, that's not language I'm familiar with. Like it's coming out of me. Uh, I can externalize it, but I can't internalize it. I can't say it to myself." Uh, and, and the other is, you know, I I really love the three uh, questions. You know, what do you want? Why do you want it? And how do you want to feel? That's something that you know needs to be printed and put on my wall, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, if you go through the effort to answer that question for yourself, you know, especially how do you want to feel as a result of the the change that you're making in the way you live your life, um, that can help you see through your own limiting curtain of limiting beliefs. That's you fantastic, bet. Nikki Kinzer. Well, thank you so much, Pete, right? You're so smart. Smart cookie. I don't know. Mm, just saying. <laughs> I try. <laughs> uh, this is so. Uh, this is uh, uh, this is it. I think we're. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think that's all we have on this very fine day. Thank you, yes. uh, uh, as always, Nikki, and thank you everybody for downloading, and listening to the show. We certainly appreciate your time and attention. Don't forget, head over to Patreon.com/slash/TheADHD Podcast if you're interested in helping us out. Uh, and uh, you know, on behalf of Nikki, I'm Pete, and we'll catch you next time right here on Taking Control, the ADHD Podcast. <laughs>